This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. Well, all right, many of you right now complaining about how you miss the old days of fixing your vehicle with the basic tools and perhaps a simplicity of a voltmeter. Those days when you can tackle most about anything on your vehicle and you felt that sense of accomplishment. Well, I tell you what, as cars needed to go faster and better on miles per gallon while keeping our environment clean, that under hood and passenger cab became a sophisticated network. Yes, a rolling technological army of computers, sensors, and communication, keeping it all just right. Now, that doesn't make you any better. You're pretty upset about it. Well, we try to make sense of all of this technology, that incredible technology with your vehicle. But more importantly, how does an automotive technician actually get in and diagnose this? What's happening behind that big concrete wall? You drop off your car, your truck, you perhaps signed and authorized some testing, and then the car disappears into surgery. And you look through the window like a child. Where'd my car go? This is what we're talking about, actually. Uh, many of you can relate the technology, the sophisticated network under the hood of your vehicle and the passenger cab. Lots of stuff going on. And that is our show topic. We got special guest uh, Kevin Fitzpatrick, one of the premier automotive industry shop technology diagnostic companies in the world from Autologic. He's going to help us set that story straight. Lots of moving parts electronically, if I can use that phrase, a network. So we want to kind of cut through that. Our goal is to really get you to understand what is that automotive technician doing when that car goes back in the bay. So welcome to the show, Wrench Nation. Every Wednesday, we appreciate you guys joining us. You guys are rock stars. Uh, we got Susie Sockets in studio. Susie, what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What happened in the garage this week that maybe twisted your neck a little bit? Well, hello to all of our listeners. Thank you, Frank. So, you know, this is interesting. We had a customer actually come in today, and um, she had been to two different garages. And one garage told her one thing, another garage told her another thing. But that seems like to be like, it seems like many of you can relate to this. Right. And I she mean, came in actually with uh, an O2 sensor. And she says, I So need, someone else said, hey, you yeah, need an O2, yeah. So I need you to install this O2 sensor. Well, we actually, we don't want to just do that. We want to test and All we want to verify. You, I, so you had to educate uh, folks because she, she was pretty adamant. Hey, listen, I bought the part. That's right. Listen, I, if I can cook meat on a grill, I can certainly figure out my car. <laughs> That's but right. you, you took the time and you, you educated her. Absolutely. So that test and that verification actually came back that she was approximately four updates behind just like a cell phone you get your updates right Frank? oh that update oh the updates Man, yeah. you know life has become too like we're just too busy with like everything my toothbrush needs an update <laughs> what is going on with that <laughs> everything needs an update including her car so after we did the flash programming the and flash we updated program, yeah. her vehicle 
The O2 sensor was not an issue. Now, that's a win in the shop. Absolutely. For everybody. Yeah. But I, I would say that I, I would imagine, you know, you took that call. That's a bit of a challenge for the garage because now you're fighting these two other supposed doctors that said, hey, kneecap, hip bone, and you come back and say, no, it's the pinky toe that's broken. Right. And let me tell you what the root cause was. It was, we took, we were diligent and we looked at the technical service bulletin. Well, that's we've, what it should be. We've talked about that yeah. in the past. If you're listening now, you know, to reduce the anxiety, come on now, don't tell me you enjoy going in for car repair. We know it can be anxiety. Some of you hold on to a check engine light for six months before you go in. But listen, a technician, that local garage, or even the technicians at the dealership, one of the first things that they're going to check is, hey, are they, is there any new information? Is there a technical service bulletin? So you may want to recommend respectfully, hey, did you confirm the latest updates to my vehicle? And that's what you're talking about. Uh, Susie, so that was a win, man. I, I like hearing stories like that. Yeah, that's a huge win. Yeah, rock on. Well, listen, some of you, you called down to the garage, and we've got some uh, caller questions. Want to dive in to some of these caller questions that we have. Um, looks like we had a Cadillac. The Cadillac 2012 SRX in the seat. Um, the passenger seat won't recline backwards. It just goes forward, and now it won't go back. Boy, if that was my wife... I would not be able to leave the house until that was fixed. Um, certainly, switches can be a problem. Uh, Susie, have you had to mess with a switch in your own rides lately? Yeah, absolutely. You know, because there's burnt connections. Oh, burnt, uh, yeah. like burnt toast. Yeah, burnt toast. The way you said that, yeah, though. burnt. Burnt, like it was easy. Burnt yeah. connections. What you, what's your problem? It's just burnt connections. I think I have a light in my house right now with burnt connections because it's not turning on. <laughs> it's all about the burnt connections. <laughs> I love that. But I think what you're saying is that Look at the switch. If you're apt to do this on your own, you can pull pull a switch safely, um, you know, and, and you can visually look at contacts. Now, here's another trick. I, 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 this is like old school stuff. What you can do, if your switch is working and you're trying to determine whether you have a seat motor, turn on the dome light, get all the kids around because they're going to love to see this, and actually operate that switch. In fact, you can do this for your window switches, your seat switches, any switch. When a switch is commanding the voltage to where it has to go and you've got the dome light on, typically it's going to dim the dome light. That was worth, how much was that worth? That was some good advice, that wasn't was it? That was great advice. I'm Come writing on it now. down. There you go. All right, so we had another caller, uh, number two. Solid clicking every time I'd hit it. So I put a battery charger on it and it started, it's been kind of funky for the last week or so, not starting quite right. Now, so I took the battery in, they tested it, said it was bad. Um, I swapped out the battery and then didn't even get a click out of it. I mean, a bunch of clicks. So it's the way it is right now. Yeah. I mean, if you're going into a garage and he used the word funky to describe your symptom, we're okay with that. But that may cause us some more time in, you know, figuring out the problem. I mean, everything is funky, Susie. That's right. Everything is funky. And I can't even imagine how I would even address a funky Do you think situation. he was really describing his problem or was he just feeling funky? Oh, I think that he was feeling funky. And for that matter, do you think a lot of folks come in <laughs> and sort of in between the lines, they want to tell what's wrong with their car, but then they kind of get into the emotional words. Yeah, emotional comes out every time. 
And that, but that's okay because I think car repair. I is mean, an think we're doing thing. more than just fixing yeah, cars. It's <laughs> emotional. In this case here, it sounds like he kind of went downhill. He knew enough to test the battery, and the poor guy. I mean, he went from a click click to a clickety click click, and then what? A nothing. <laughs> to a funky. And he didn't like. How do you report that to your wife? Oh, honey, I went out there to try to fix this thing. <laughs> and she says, yeah, it was, you know, I, in the morning I was okay with it. What did you do? Well, honey, it won't start now. <laughs> <laughs> but in a case like that, really simple. Don't overcomplicate things. Be cautious. First things first, if you crack in the hood, you're going to look at a battery. You need to also smell. If you're smelling sulfur, like rotten eggs, people, that's a sign to just call somebody. Because that's explosive. So what will happen is you'll go in, check terminals, check connections. But if you smell that sulfur from a battery that's bloating, sulfating, that's, that could be a roadside bomb, Susie. Yeah, that can be. But you know what, Frank? I got a question for you. So you said pop the hood and smell the, take a look at the battery and smell it. What about your battery that's under the seat? That's a problem. A lot of, pe- a lot of manufacturers are putting batteries under the seat now. Well, Fender Wells. Yeah. You know, it used to be where mechanics got excited because, let's face it, we, we gave a lot of heavy-duty estimates over the course of the day and here comes the wiper blade job which we would throw in which now has gotten wiper blades have gotten expensive (laughs) (laughs) the concert blades so we i remember one oil change uh we did we're doing this uh, back to school for the teachers right and i think one year we were like hey for every oil change we'll throw in wiper blades (laughs) (laughs) and that was you know wasn't a two dollar wiper blade those are thirty dollar wiper blades but yeah, I mean, you you just use your use your sense there. I mean, look, you know how your car sounds and feels, you, you know, and and look, your instincts got to be in there. I believe in that. Like mm-hmm. you know when, okay, and and I'm talking to you you guys because we have a tendency. Oh yeah, I can put, I can fix the hole in that roof. Don't you don't know anything about it, but so yeah, you want to be careful. But check your connections is a good start. Typically, it is a battery. If you're inclined to pull out a voltmeter. Get it down to the starter. If you're getting 12 volts to the starter and it's still no action, Jackson, then you probably got a bum starter. Starters can get expensive. So I do recommend that you uh, take that into a professional. It's worth paying the test fee. That way you're not throwing parts. We got the uh, another caller on uh, some turn signals. Uh, let's take a look on the Buick. I got a 1993 Buick Century. No, my turn signal just stopped flashing. I'm thinking it's a... Uh... It's a relay. You know, that's funny because everybody that has an electrical problem, it's either I'm thinking it was my relay or my fuse. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a plumber or an electrician or any tradesman and you have a story like that where somebody says, well, I think it just needs a plungering of the toilet and that'll square it away because we get that in the garage. I mean, we're not. We're not being disrespectful to Did folks. you just say plungering? That was just wrench nation terminology. Oh, okay. Yeah. Plungering. <laughs> so he's got a he's got a turn signal uh issue and um did you, oh, was that a Bree, were you trying to do a plunger? What was that? <laughs> All I heard That was a heartbeat stopping like doom doom. Oh, oh, the flat line. Flat yeah, well. Yeah. I Today was, I mean, did you, I, I was feeling a little flatlined today. I guess I can relate to that. Oh, heck no. You guys know I ain't flatlining. Shh, you got to give me some, some medications to keep me from going over the top. <laughs> um, and so he's got a turn signal. So here's an easy way most of you can easily do this. And let's go for the low, simple things. 
if you have a rapidly flashing turn signal light, more than likely that changes this circuit perspective. That's another wrench nation phrase. And you are going to more than likely have an issue with a bulb. Yeah. I get calls like that. Hey, if my blinker's blinking really fast, that's the bulb, right? I say, come on in. Let's check it out. Yeah, we're nervous. Just so you know, most good guys and gals answering the call at a local garage. If you're expecting us to diagnose anything over the phone, and listen, we we like understand your pain. You're like, what you're really saying is, how much is this going to cost? <laughs> but um, it's really difficult. So in a case like that, we don't want to assume. I've done that plenty of times and gotten into trouble over the phone where, oh, yeah, that's a clutch. <laughs> oh, diagnosing over the phone, Frank? Yeah. You know that's a no-no. That's my, I know, keep me off the counter. <laughs> so, but in the case of the turn signal issue, you know, go look at the bulb. If it's flashing rapidly, that's a, there's a good chance that you've got a bulb issue. Now, here's another thing you can do. Listen, you didn't have to pull any fancy equipment. We try to keep it uh, simple here on Rich Nation. Take that turn signal switch, the little arm to the switch, and sort of play with it. Just kind of, you know, maybe, you know, not full sweep it, but just play with it and see if that changes how the operation of the turn signals act. If you've got play in that arm, there's a good chance that you have a bad turn signal switch. Now, it's like the wall light. Mm-hmm. If you play with the wall switch and you've got the disco dancing of the lights, that could be, that could be an issue. So uh, do we have time to cover some uh, world-famous automotive news? Oh, my goodness. I know. I am beating my fellow Deutsche Lande people. We covered some uh, German action last week with, uh, was it Volkswagen or Porsche? Well, you guys are back in the Deutsche Lande news again this week. Volkswagen has, by the way, Volkswagen, kudos to Volkswagen. They're still a top brand in the world. No matter the diesel gate, what you got to say, you guys are still buying lots of Volkswagens. Well, Volkswagen decided that they were going to kick it up notches and play God. Now, you're saying, what did he just say? You heard me. They are trying to move weather patterns. Now, you heard me right. Hold up. Hold up. Susie, correct correct me. Weather patterns, Volkswagen. How does that correlate? Well, it sounds villainous, doesn't it? (laughs) If your neighbor was trying to change the weather patterns above your house, it gets you upset. Well, that's kind of what happened with Volkswagen. Now, moving weather, for all my weather people, my climatologists, uh, that's a problem. Now, it's not impossible. There are what they call hail cannons. So let's paint the scene. Volkswagen was having a problem down in Puebla, Mexico, where their cars are happily parked. And they seem to be having a problem with hail. That's a problem. You can damage a car with some hail. Yeah. Now, Volkswagen is a pretty, pretty brilliant company, and das Deutsche Lande engineers, they're not just going to say, well, let's move the factory. <laughs> We're going to move the weather. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what they attempted, and in fact, did with some success. So here it goes. They installed these hail cannons. These are cone-shaped devices that use a charge of acetylene gas and air to create a shockwave. 
That's real, Susie. I don't get it. Well, it's a cannon. They shoot this stuff. <laughs> it's a shockwave. And it travels at like Mach 1 woof, into the clouds as the hailstones are just forming. So they're blowing up, the, they're blowing up the skies. That's crazy, Frank. It's real deal. So guess what happens in Mexico? Who do you think is in Mexico right about now in that neighborhood? You think a lot of other factories or a lot of other farmers? I say farmers. Well, guess what? The farmers had to start picketing around that Volkswagen uh, shockwave of disruption of these uh, hail cannons. They actually upset quite a few farmers because that affected their crops. Their crops. This is real. And I got to give a shout out to Jalopnik.com. You can catch that story. Uh, Local farmers near the Pueblo factory are claiming that the cannons are causing drought conditions and that 5,000 acres of cropland have been affected. They're suing Volkswagen for $3.7 million. Wow. I can just see the signs now that the farmers are holding up. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say something like that. Well, all right. There's your automotive news. Uh, We got an exciting show. You guys really want to stick around. Truthfully, I mean... You can relate, like, what is happening under the hood of my car when it goes in for testing, and not an older car. We're talking about the sophisticated networks, the technology. How does an automotive technician figure all that out? We got Kevin Fitzpatrick with AutoLogic. He's going to be joining us next. Stay tuned. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to PartsAuthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. PartsAuthority.com. Ranch Nation. Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Well, all right. Welcome back. You guys can text or call in. Uh, We do not have JB with Bolton. He was traveling. So big shout out to JB. Uh, both on advisor and we won't have the challenge question we do have a shout out though you guys can find us on wrench nation facebook twitter uh we're going to get to linkedin comments in a minute you guys know that this show runs 24 7 you can find us there uh big shout outs to rich borzia he's an asc certified technician he's out of out of cleveland he's a uh well i hate to use the word fan because we're just regular joes but yeah. he's been hanging with the show for a long time so rock on we appreciate you Richie Rich, and uh, we're talking about that network, Susie, under the hood. Um, you know, most folks, whether it's just a brake job, the car disappears, they want to know what happens. And, but more importantly now, and I got to quote a gentleman, uh, of course, on LinkedIn. Like I said, we're out there in social media land. We get a lot of commentary. We appreciate uh, whether you're a consumer driving a car, or whether you're in the industry, that's what this show's about. Sean Green, Director of Learning and Development of Identifix, He said that mechanics that fix cars are extinct. Automotive technicians that repair technology, repair technology, deserve acknowledgement and recognition for their skills. So he's pretty passionate. And I think this is the new day. So uh, we've got Kevin Fitzpatrick of uh, AutoLogic. He's going to help us sort this out. Welcome to the show, Kevin. 
Thank you very much, Frank. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt. And we've had a chance to hang uh, in the past year, and you know, we're always vibing the technology. <laughs> and boy, uh, you know, you see me sometimes, and I, I'm missing hair because, man, I pull my hair to be honest with you with all the technology in the garage. Don't believe it. He's got nice hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin, for the people. Let's back up. You're the vice president of AutoLogic, uh, world leader in shop technology. Tell us what you're doing for garages in the service bay. Let's, uh, let's establish that. Okay. What we do is we create scan tools and software for technicians that allow them to interface with, with vehicles, Asian, European, and domestic vehicles. Um, we were purchased uh, about a year ago by a company called Drew Technologies, um, and what we're doing now is we're actually um, engaged in uh, remote assist programming where we're actually able to uh, update control modules uh, remotely from our technical support centers. So we have um, uh, several technical support centers around the country where on top of selling scan tools to our, to our customers, we actually have uh, all of these technicians involved uh, where we actually, our customers, if they're having an issue with a vehicle, will get in contact with us. We'll, we'll get them uh, engaged with one of our master technicians. All of these guys are factory trained at a BMW, Land Rover, uh, uh, any, any one of a number of manufacturers, and we actually get them engaged with these technicians, and we get the car fixed. You know, that's amazing. Like a, a lot of our folks listening right now, many driving, and they, you know, they got to deal with a, a service situation. This was, a, this was a powerful thing you just said, because years ago, and let's just face it, I'm the first one to say this, man. You know, when you're in a trade or skill, let's say you're that 25-year mechanic, it's not that you feel like you know everything, but you're pretty proud of where you've come from. But this technology has made us step back a little bit. And Susie, now we're reflecting on the fact that, well, heck yeah, we need help. That should be said respectfully. Right, but it's, uh, it's about evolving, right? Exactly. Um, Kevin, you talked about this, uh, what, what is remote assistance, and we are going to cover virtual reality. We're going to cover that next segment. Uh, there's some interesting things with Audi and BMW and so on. But and essentially, if I drive my car into a garage, and they're reputable, and they're certified, but boy, oh boy, they're having a problem. And to me as the driver... I want my car back in a, in, a, in a respectable amount of time. I'm thinking we, we can all relate to that. This system allows a technician to remotely connect with a master technician, yeah? Correct. Yeah, I mean, Frank, that's actually the way that the dealers themselves uh, are fixing cars today. Uh, most of the dealers um, have technicians, and those technicians are extremely highly trained. But let's face it, the cars are so, so complex today that uh, sometimes there's a problem, that, and then they're just tough to fix. So what will happen is that technician will take that vehicle and he'll hook it up to a terminal. And somewhere remotely, you know, maybe back at the factory, there's, a, there's another technician that's going to get information that's going to get basically beamed from that car. You know, to, to, to coin a phrase. I mean, with that, you just said beamed. beamed. And that's like Jetsons, and most people are saying, did that, did that man just say beamed? <laughs> I mean, in reality, Kevin, what you're saying, the end of, at the end of the day, what's in it for me as a driver of a vehicle is my vehicle is going to be serviced accordingly in a timely fashion. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, first of all, the technicians today, these, 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 are, these guys, they never, ever stop learning. 
Every day that they every day they step foot in the shop, they're learning. Okay, because these systems uh, they change they change constantly with the updates that these these vehicles go through uh, and the systems constantly constantly from one model year to the next. You know, from from running changes on these vehicles. I mean, these guys, a general repair shop where these guys have to fix 20, 30 different models of vehicles, all these systems, all these variations of systems. I mean, you got to have nothing but respect for these guys and the, and the systems and the, and the training that they have to have to go in every day and, and get these cars fixed. No doubt. And, and you're really speaking for a lot of, we have a lot of technicians across the country that are listening. And quite frankly, look, we've had the heated debate and I'm a defender of, what I believe is a strong future, but you have, you have a 25 year mechanic, 30 year mechanic. He's on his way out. And he tells his nephew, you don't want to get in this business, go do computers. And we all know that there's, you know, that, I mean, he was skewed perhaps because he was treated bad in a certain way or wasn't given the respect, but this technology is pretty deep and it does require more than just let's show up, crack a wrench and throw a tire on. I mean, it's pretty deep with these networks. I want to talk to you about that for folks that are listening. How would you explain this controlled area network of sort of these computers working together? How does that all work? If you could kind of summarize for our audience, what's really happening there with this network? Well, it's, it's very similar. It's very similar to the way um, vehicles or to the way uh, computers work um, on the outside of a vehicle within your office. Let's say uh, network of computers, all of these different terminals on everybody's desk will communicate to a central hub or to a server. It's very, very similar. Um, cars today, for instance, the electronic control module, the engine control module, which is the computer. Everybody, I mean, it's the ECM, but. So you're listening, you know it, it, it's a computer. It has processing it, it, uh, capability. It's a computer. Yeah. And, the, and the, there's a, that computer and the brake computer and the climate control computer, you know, now with electronic steering and everything else, all of these control modules, they're constantly sending signals out to each other. Now, before, all the signals, they used to just go to each individual control module. Now, well, into uh, whatever system they needed to go to. Now they just kind of flow in a, in a circle of information. Which so they're all lined up. They're all in circuit. They're, it's kind of like one big party train of information. Uh, and, and, and I got to say, like, speaking for our garage, Susie, you know, we definitely go for the training. And I, and I will speak for a lot of uh, great garages and, in fact, dealerships out there. You guys have to understand that it, it – so when you call and say, I think it's just a fuse, we respect really what you're saying is – I'm a little nervous because what is this going to cost? But step back for a minute and, and really understand that there's more than just finding a fuse. And the way we communicate with these vehicles is key. Um, and Susie, you, you see that front line on that service counter. That's not an easy conversation sometimes because folks think it, well, it's just a fuse. Right. And uh, customers actually will say, you mean it's going to take an hour or two to diagnose my car? Well, yeah, because you know what? Our t I watch our techs, and I love them. They do their research. They do their due diligence. Yeah, I think it's important. But with this uh, remote chime-in program, if I can, the RAP system is what, what do you call that, Kevin? What is the name of that system you're talking about? It's the remote assist program system that we, that we utilize, and it's, it's, part, it's part of a, a, um, of a, of a growing uh, 
program that we use, we use at Autologic and Drew Technologies, where we're remoting more and more of our of our services out to our customers. I mean, the whole I- the whole idea here, Frank, is that uh, in order for a garage to compete today, uh, all of these tools, uh, one manufacturer, the tool could be twenty thousand dollars, you know. And if you're gonna if you're gonna service, you're gonna be a general repair shop, and you're gonna service twenty makes of vehicles, you know, you, you're talking easily you know, several hundred thousand dollars worth of tools and subscriptions to service all of those vehicles. Well, what we do is we're, we're able to, to take a lot of that cost from the customer. They'll, they'll have our device. You ain't kidding. I got to say something. I got to interject. You just said something. Um, and, and I speak for our listeners right now that are driving and maybe they just had a $500 repair or an $800 repair that had to do with sort of testing and replacing a sensor. This is a constant battle. You listening understand that we are always fighting to, A, provide that service, but we got to balance things out. Like, we cannot double our labor rates. I mean, we, I mean, I mean we're going to be out of business. So this tool allows us. I go back to a doctor. A doctor is going to send some things out to a specialist. We still respect our doctors. That's what you're saying, Kevin, with these specialized equipment. Well, absolutely. Listen, if you, if, you have, if you bring your car into a shop and a technician works on it, let's say you're standing there, you're waiting in the waiting room, and he goes, he takes your car for five minutes, and he works on your car for five minutes, he brings it on, and he says, hey, I found, I found the issue real quick, and he, he gives you back the car in five minutes, and he gives you a bill for $100, and you say, this is crazy. How can you give me a bill for $100? You just worked on my car for five minutes. There is a real possibility that the equipment that he needed to hook up to your vehicle to find that issue in five minutes cost him $30,000 with a $2,000 a year subscription. And that's not, and so he needs to, he needs to monetize that. That's, yeah. that's the reality. Well, we're going to get to subscriptions. Uh, folks are saying, what subscriptions? What are they subscribing to? We're going to dive in deeper. We're going to talk to you about what it really takes on the software side of things. Uh, we just covered some of that hardware that may be in an average garage that uh, is actually remote chiming in to fix a car. We're going to talk about the updates, the monthly requirements to get that information uh, to fix your car. Stay tuned. We got Kevin Fitzpatrick, Autologic next. You can't go this is Wrench Nation. Nothing's wrong. Call or text your questions now. Who's gonna drive you home? 480-655-8870. Well, all right, welcome back. We're talking about that network, that sophisticated network. Hey, just so you know, the 2018 F-150 has 100 million lines of code. I mean, the Facebook has 65 million lines of code. Really? I'm telling you. Wait, the F-150 has how many lines of code? 100 million lines of code. So... Let's bring Kevin Fitzpatrick back in from uh, AutoLogic to help us out. Kevin, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Now, let's, let's get back in time, man. You, you started in this industry, just to kind of paint the scene. We've got a lot of mechanics listening and, and folks driving. You, um, you, didn't, you didn't just decide to do this because one day you just decided. You were in the industry. Tell us about your automotive garages. You've got garages currently on the East Coast, yeah? Sure. Yeah, I started. I started in the industry, uh, basically pumping gas when I was in uh, when I was in high school and in college. And then uh, basically, I never left the industry. I got a degree in marketing, came out of college, and I said, you know what? I still love the automotive industry. I'm sticking around, and I stayed. I stayed working as a mechanic. 
Uh, and I still own my own uh, with my uh, in, in partnership with my brother Peter. I own a Bosch service center in, in uh, Manhattan on Long Island, New York. Awesome. And then, uh, you know, in conjunction with, you know, my duties at Autologic, you know, leaving the automotive repair business is just never going to be an option. For it's me. in your blood. That's what happens when you start with gasoline, brother. It's in your blood. It just stuff don't leave. It is. You know, we, love, we, love, we love the business. We yeah, do. no we doubt. And, and and many, many uh, across the country listening now, whether they're catching the podcast on Sunday or uh, catching us on KFNX on Saturday or perhaps Wrench Nation Facebook, a lot of wrenches out there. And, and you know, there's a spirited movement. So, listen, I got to ask you, when did you see, like, when did you see there was this transition where for years as a garage owner, you know, we bought equipment, we bought our test equipment, but we started to let's face it. Let's we got overwhelmed with the amount of equipment. When did you see that transition? Was that four years ago, five years ago? Talk to me about the timeline there. Oh, you know what, I, Frank? I think it started before that. You know, we started pushing for some government regulation back with with OBD two, and I think I think that was back in 1996. And I think a lot of the manufacturers kind of went the other way. 1990, you know, in, in 96, we got OBD2, and that was designed to kind of level the playing field. You'll, you'll, you'll remember. Yeah, let me just set that straight, because a lot of our listeners yeah. are saying, okay, what did, uh, he's speaking code. What happened here? <laughs> um, OBD2, onboard diagnostics, second generation. So most of you understand, many of you went through your local parts store, and perhaps you said, hey, my check engine light down. Give me a code. Well, they're connecting to that. Well, pre-1996, the language for each car was different. I mean, it was all over the place. So government came in mainly for an emissions purpose as well as, hey, we need to, these independent garages, they, they, we need a formula that every same language. And that was the advent of OBD2. And that's the connector you'll see typically under the steering wheel. And that's a common language. And so you saw these changes where we started to get a lot more in-depth. And that equipment, as you said earlier, boy, oh, boy, that could add up in cost. Sure. Yeah. So the, 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 they gave us this, this standardized connector where you could cook up with the same scan tool to every single car sold in, sold in North America. But the reality was you still needed factory equipment to get any good, real information out of the car. So things started getting real expensive and things started getting more and more and more complex. So that's kind of where it really started. That's where the, the dollars and cents started adding up for, 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 for technicians. You know, if we advanced a couple of years later, um, CAN started, a, you know, a few years later. CAN is that controlled area, area network, right, right. Controlled area yes. network in the, in, the earlier two, in the early 2000s, and it's, it's really grown from there. You know, as Frank mentioned, the average, the average vehicle today, if we speak about like a BMW or, a, um, you know, even you know, Volkswagens, these cars have close to 100 control modules in them, you know? If, uh, something as simple as a, as a door switch, a window switch, that's a control module today. It's not yeah, it is. They've, they've, they've attached modules. These computers are, are loaded. Uh, Susie. Right. Hey, Kevin, I've got a question for you. Sure. So just about every service department knows this situation. A customer's vehicle has an unfamiliar or complicated problem that can't be promptly diagnosed and fixed. So service techs, I believe, at some Audi and Porsche dealerships can call on a factory tech to join them virtually. Is that true? That is correct. And, and that, is, that, is, that is not just true of those dealerships. It is true, it is true of most dealerships now. So domestic as well. Be able to do that. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, we're gonna, I think we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but the tools that we're selling today, 
they actually have cameras front and rear, and we're doing kind of the same thing where we're kind of getting our technicians virtually into those shops. Yeah, full disclosure, we have we have that tool in the garage. And, and of course, um, gosh, we need another hour of the show, man. I hate to cut it short here. Um, Kevin. Fitzpatrick, yeah. Auto Logic. Where can folks find you? We've got a lot of wrenches across the country listening. Where can they find you? If you just look at you know autologic.com, you can see most of the most of the things that we have and you know any any of the any of the neat things that we're working on. So um, just go to autologic.com. You can you can see some of the some of the different technologies uh, that we're that we're that we're growing right now. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you hanging. Uh, thank you for all you do and. You're keeping some of us, uh, our sanity together. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Rock on. Thanks, Kevin. You guys stay tuned. We got, uh, we hopefully got Greg Buckley coming in uh, from Wilmington, Delaware. We're going to talk more about virtual reality in the Bay. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Ranch Nation, Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Rock on. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Talking about the uh, networks. You know, what's happening with your car when it goes back in that service bay? And we heard from uh, Kevin Fitzpatrick of uh, AutoLogic and some of the tools and training that's involved. And, yeah, I mean, it's getting to a point now where, you know, a a good garage is going to have good resources. It's like a medical office. I mean, I think that's what we're – I mean, that's there's no hiding that. You know, when you go in, that's uh, – as long as those resources are aligned for your service experience. And that's what it's about. Absolutely, that's what it's about. And you know what? And it takes that guesswork out of everything because then we can isolate. Right. Uh, Rich Borza, who uh, we mentioned earlier, had said that when he goes, when the dealership sends him to training, it it costs about $2,500 to pay the manufacturer. That stuff's not free. I mean, there is free training out there. You can get that. But most of the good training, there's going to be a viable cost to that. So, uh your calls or texts, 480-655-8870. And then a big shout-out to Wrench Nation Facebook. Uh, you guys you guys are family, man. You, I can't believe. Susie, we got like over 20,000. I'm, I'm thinking, do we have robots on that page? We like, have how that did we many? Grow? Yeah, we, I don't know what happened there. Oh, my goodness. You know, I was thinking about that. I think that. it was you, Susie Saka. I think Susie <laughs> said, oh, it, it grew. Susie. It grew because yeah. of me. No, I was thinking about that Ford question that you had the ford f-150 yeah. has one million hundred hundred million. million yeah man if i had a dollar for every hundred million for every code i'd be oh you're going to try to monetize that at yeah. a state fair or yeah. something that's what i'm thinking i could i see, Would it see work? that okay i don't know but uh virtual reality uh, some of you are saying why well, video games virtual reality whatever but that's that's happening right now in the service base susie yeah i want to see it happen i want to see it live. i mean i'm actually looking at it i mean it's we're nowhere near that in in sort of the aftermarket but porsche and audi uh of course porsche prides themselves on those high-tech vehicles and now they're bringing that they have for some time uh they're announcing as they develop this that about 189 dealerships will have the augmented reality glasses no way it helps mechanics solve some issues really yeah i mean listen 
as mechanics and technicians and service riders and garage owners, we work hard to get it right. But we're at a day and age, as I said a little while ago, it's all about the resources. So I'm saying if that's available to our garage to help with the service experience, keep costs somewhat in line, get your car fixed in a timely fashion, I'm I'm for that, Susie. Yeah, what's the virtual reality going to look like? Is it going to be like the engine or something? Well, you put the glasses okay. on and sort of in the upper left or the, it's kind of like a fighter pilot cockpit helmet. Okay. So it's pointing you, it's giving specifications here. It's giving you steps lower left here, remove intake, three steps. It's giving you the torque specifications if you're putting it all back together. And it's doing it in sort of a flow chart style. That's cool. Go ahead, Bree. Bree's like, what? No, what I'm thinking is, is this almost like if you have the Oculus Rift, that virtual video game where you're like, okay, these are the steps to make X happen. I'm identifying all of these key factors. Now it's up to you to put it together. So the way, yeah, Yeah, yeah. I mean, mechanics are still going to have, I mean, I hate to use the word mechanics. Uh, Honestly, it's automotive technicians. And quite frankly, I think think there should be network engineer in there (laughs) fixing (laughs) networks. But with these AR glasses, augmented reality, a service technician will also, kind of what Kevin Fitzpatrick was talking about with AutoLogic, you can have that remote live assistance by a specialist perhaps an engineer. And that is happening at the dealerships. I mean, there, there's, there's information overload right now. So this is the next chapter in how a technician, he's actually going to stream a video, or I should say he's going to receive that video. It's streaming in those goggles. That's cool. And I, will they have enough technicians to, um, to not make the, the automotive technician wait? I can just see it now. I'm waiting to get a technician on the line and it's like you I, are the I, seventh you're a seventh well, in line oh you'd be like the, you're at the post office <laughs> dmv <laughs> i mean i think uh yeah i mean it, you know folks get busy but you know you streamline your operations and you grow with it as your program grows uh but the dealers are partnering and specifically with porsche um they're rolling these computers out with complicated propulsion systems and propulsion systems listen to that that's what Porsche says. Now, this is Porsche. They're not going to just tell oh. you it's, it's an engine. That it's, wasn't your word? No. Okay. That's what Porsche, the propulsion system. Propulsion. See, like, if you're going to talk technology, you can't keep it simple. No. You got to, it's a propulsion, propulsion system. That adds a cost to that car. Of course. Uh, could you imagine the salesman on the lot? Uh, yeah, this has got a 2.3 <laughs> liter propulsion system. And did you want that package? <laughs> yeah, but that's the reality, and, and that is what's happening Of course, I had to really sort of winding this down. Thank you guys. Every week, uh, the the side of things on Facebook has gotten really interesting, and it has gotten engaging. And quite frankly, we love that. So tune in Mondays. We are live from inside the garage. We're announcing the show topic of the week. We also share, hey, some of the stuff happening in the garage that's not too pretty. We're very transparent about that. And we'll ask you, what would you do? That's that Garage Challenge on Wednesday. So please, if you're listening, get on a Wrench Nation Facebook. We'd love to have you on the community. 
Hey, Frank, before we close, I just wanted to let um, our listeners know, you know, we, we lost a very special person here in Arizona, Senator John McCain. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm just so proud of all the accolades and everything that he's done for our country and for our state. I just wanted to, to mention that to our It is important. No matter listeners. what side of the fence you're on, I mean, his, uh, his duty as a veteran yes. and his civic duty, so definitely uh, blessings and peace uh, to the McCain family. You guys catch us on the podcast. If you missed portions of the show every Sunday, you can catch it on iTunes. Thank you. Give us a comment. Give us a review. Tell us what kind of show topic you'd like to hear. And, of course, hang out with us on Wrench Nation Facebook. I think next week's show, I think we're talking about top five family vehicles that you could purchase that are reasonable, affordable. That'll think, be a good topic. I think so. We're yeah, going to have some, uh, I'm excited. some special guests in studio. As we say every week, man, we appreciate you guys. Hug each other. Be safe. And never forget to hug a mechanic. <laughs>